0: And welcome to Core World News, where each week, Adam, Grant, and I use our exclusive tap into the Galactic Holonet and discuss all of the important news, theories, and hot topics in the Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Please send us your transmissions at core world News on Twitter or at Gmail. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And now it's time for Headlines with Grant. Grant! From the Deep Core to the Outer Rim
1: Territories, we are transmitting the Core World News to your local holo-feed. Our number one story of the evening is on Sunday, the first episode of Star Wars Resistance premiered. The episode was entitled The Recruit and featured Kazuto Ziono arriving on the Colossus platform and meeting many, many characters like the mechanic mentor Jarek Jaeger, Poe Dameron, and many, many more. And we'll discuss that now because I think that is the topic of interest this week is this first episode of Resistance, what we make of it, what we think the show could be, where it could go, how we like the animation uh how we're liking the characters thus far and then just kind of the, the narrative they're building and what 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 we think of it. Uh so let's just jump right right into that. Uh what did you guys think of that first episode?
0: That was super fun. Um I really loved the animation style. I didn't think I was going to love it as much when I saw the trailers, but um it was really fun and dynamic and it really felt more sort of like 3D textured like, the original Clone Wars than I thought it would. I thought it was going to be really sort of Mm -hmm. flat, shells, you know, um, cell shading, but, uh, it was really sort of dynamic and great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I felt like it was, um, very expressive on the facial, uh, on faces, more than I noticed in the Clone Wars, uh, so I really kind of connected with the characters. Um, you know, one thing I'll say that was interesting, because I felt like like the episode was almost weirdly quiet, like, when they were in the, um, Shuttle, uh, meeting Poe for the first time, it was, it was oddly quiet to me. I don't know if maybe it was just the mix I had, but I don't know. It just seemed
1: quiet. Yeah, it, it got quiet after that first kind of fight with the, uh, the red, the red TIE fighter. It got quiet after that for a little yeah. bit until we got to Colossus platform. But, um, yeah, maybe that, that could be something in the mix, but, uh. And
2: it could be that I'm just used to Clone Wars where everyone's yelling at each other and. Shooting blasters, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, lots of laser fire in the Clone Wars, and this kind of started with a lot of dialogue, a lot yeah. of introduction to new new spaces, and places, and things like that. But um, I I, oh, I really liked the animation. I thought there was there was more shadow play in this. I thought you could mm-hmm. see shadows moving across character faces. I thought Poe Dameron looked excellent. I thought it captured kind of the essence of Oscar Isaac as well as kind of being its own thing. It just felt kind of cartoony and really interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah it didn't hurt I, to I, have him be the voice uh, actor yeah, in it either. That was really pretty great.
1: Yeah, I would, watch a, I would watch a feature with that character alone. That would be incredible. But, um.
2: Yeah, I had similar thoughts that they're like, I, you know, I was thinking of like DC animated films, um, yeah. which is probably the only, you know, good movie that DC's are, DC is making right now. And. I, I just I want them to open that up in Star Wars too and do some of these short animated films because they're cheaper. You can do more of the effects and you can just tell really cool stories. So, and I think this is the first time I thought that watching this for that reason, they just the characters felt super real. Yeah, and and that the the demographic would just expand drastically.
1: You'd get kids who love animation and they would come to the theater, and you'd also get the adults who just can't stop. Know, taking in more Star Wars yeah uh, yeah an animated film would be incredible and uh, especially in this style and if this is a tester for something like that occurring in the future then I think that this is super successful like I, I thought this looked gorgeous in comparison to a lot of the other animated shows I see on TV today um,
0: yeah super original look to it like it's it's very I mean it's a it's a very bright and blue and you know and I don't know and really cool but still very much Star Wars. Um, I love the flight animation they did.
3: It's, yeah.
0: It, it was really exciting and they liked Dutch angles and like really cool, like classic Star Wars and yet like souped up a little bit more for animation. And um, you said it was quiet, but they did do a lot of really great music cues. Uh, yeah. Which is essential for, for Star Wars. But I love the, the music in this almost better than the solo soundtrack. I, I really, I really like it a lot. I mean, it's a small sample, but. Um, I thought it was great. What did you yeah. guys think about, like, you know, as far as the Y7 rating on this?
2: Um, you know, at times you could tell it was for a younger audience. Um, I, I, you know, I had the thought at the first space battle, um... That uh, the red tie fighter got away, and obviously it had to get away for story purposes. But I feel like if it was a Clone Wars episode, that red tie fighter would have had a few other, um, you know, accompanying tie fighters that would have gotten blown out of the sky. And right. so it seemed weird to, weird to have a completely bloodless battle, um, in a way. Right. Yeah. I did That's feel like
1: Poe was a Poe was po a, po a mature character for this kind of uh, yeah, this, you know, rating. Uh, he kind of just. I don't know, he felt kind of, like, apathetic and just kind of wanted to get, you know, Kaz into the Colossus, onto Colossus' platform and under the, the kind of guidance of, of Jaeger and kind of then just go on with his with his own kind of mission. And I feel like that was kind of, that was fun that, you know, we did get a very adult character in Poe, yet many of the other characters felt, you know, more geared towards a, a younger audience, for sure. Like Niku, for instance. We'll, we Niku, yeah. Yeah. Kind of the first character we meet on the platform.
0: And, right, uh, The really cool alien, I think he's actually, he looks like a Nikto, is, I think he's, um, and I'm not looking this up, but he looks, Mm -hmm. there's a Nikto, Nikto characters in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Right, right. And it looks, they're more brown, and he's more green, but um, that's what, so it's kind of cool to see. An introduction really to a new race, but it's funny. Like, I thought it was a really funny plot device. It's like his, you know, they developed the alien, you know, texture even more to be like, oh, yeah, they're totally literal about everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was clever and it was fun.
2: I did too. The voice acting was great too. Like, it, it completely sold it for me. I, I was, yeah. it was goofy, but I, I I actually enjoyed the humor. It didn't bother me all that much. Um, And I, I was afraid it was. I was afraid the humor is going to be a little too much for me, but it's, they did a good job, I thought. Yeah, the casting's
1: yeah. perfect for that character, right? Yeah. Uh, Josh Brenner, I believe the actor's name is. He's just got a really, really fun voice. He almost feels like a big bang character big bang theory character, kind of like yeah. jumped out of the screen and into animation and it's just kind of
0: it's just that kind
1: of idiosyncratic, like quirky, like side character, comic relief character that we we want to to see in these shows accompanying the main character. And I thought it I thought it was awesome. It's really fun to have. Uh, kind of a slapsticky, strange kind of dark game uh, incident that happens yeah. right away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you guys make of that?
0: I love the whole... Actually, I, I really liked how they introduced you to the Colossus. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was sort of a... You know, like, it was a little, like, well, this is what we're doing. You know, like, a little heavy-handed. But it was cute. They, like, have to meet everybody. And they set a really large stage very quickly and meet a lot of really dynamic and interesting characters. And they have them, like, go and have to go, you know, to the you know, reclamation shop or whatever they call the, the, you know, their hardware store there. Oh and the yeah. Ships and, um, and those characters are great too, but yeah. um, I Flicks thought it was just Flicks sort of a fun Orca. way to, yeah. yes, Felix and Orca. And, yes. um, you know, lots of aliens, which is fun cause it's like an outer rim place. They're going to do that. And, um, and I mean, yeah, it, that's the one thing where it leaned more towards younger audiences is it's a lot of fighting in baskets and, you know, slapstick and sort of like a lot of, you know wrestling with no no one actually getting hurt and like you know yeah that sort of stuff but um it was cute and it was funny and um i don't know and it was it was a it was a fun ride you could see you know it had star wars elements to it you know yeah. Yeah. that's kind
1: of a mature element the kind of bar fight that happens right away i, I wouldn't say yeah. it's just, you know totally you know heavy-handed for kids i feel there's there's, there's some mature elements that are kind of
2: yeah. Well, know, the fact that even...
1: They come with Star Wars and Westerns and things like that. So
2: yeah. I mean the fact yeah. that it's even taking place in a bar, you know. Like you could right. pretend they're all drinking That's... juice, but we know they're not yeah. drinking juice. Right, yeah. It's a
0: lot of ne'er-do-wells and a yeah, bunch yeah. of crazy uh, folks there. I um I read somewhere online that so that large character that actually gets hit by that dark. Yeah. That dark. Um he has a black sun tattoo. Rio, oh, which, is, really? which is interesting um, yeah. so, so I mean they I mean, they just canonized it but um, you know since they seem to be dealing with oh I don't know if you guys they seem to be dealing with pirates and smugglers and scoundrels I don't know if that's who, have you guys gotten to that yet no, no, no it's, my it's, head. that's
1: the second and third episode I think right? okay
0: well let's yeah. just say they deal with pirates <laughs> um, if they do you yeah. know like maybe there's some black sun coming down the line there alright uh, right.
2: nice
1: I really like um, the name of the planet that Colossus is on. It's called Castellon. Yeah,
0: Castellon, yeah.
1: Yeah, Castellon. Yeah, Castellon. Yeah. That's a good yeah. name.
0: That's a
2: awesome.
0: very
2: cool name. Yeah, yeah speak- Jerry. What's up? I said, well, you mentioned the aliens before, and I really appreciate it. There's so many original trilogy aliens in it yes. that I felt like you yes. haven't seen them in so long, and it was just so nice to yeah. see. Plus, you got pit droids, too, from episode one, so I was happy.
0: Yeah, the pitroids, and yeah, that the main um, sort of antagonist, the short one, he was—he's the same, like yeah, race is one of, or species is one of um, those the, the the pilots, right? Which is pretty yeah. cool. Do yeah. we know that guy's name and sort of which pilot? Struggling to find it. The well, oh yeah, I guess I could look that up. I meant uh, the the antagonist character. We I don't know if we have it. It will be. I mean, I guess. No, it would be too long. It couldn't be the same unless that species lives forever. Uh, But, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was cool to see him. What what other species do you remember off the top of your head seeing there? They look, the animation sort of distorts them. Like, I think I saw Corrin in one of them, but he was, like, a little different looking.
2: Yep. There Um, was a Ithorian walking around in the background. Yes. Yeah,
0: definitely an authority, and, and you see these characters; they reuse them, so it's like it's and, not yeah. the largest pool of people ever, you know.
1: And there's um, a Gotal a Gotal uh, like yep. a kind of goat? <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> mean,
2: you mean the laziest named alien of yeah. Star Wars history? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, we also got Eloasti in, in the beginning of this. I think just walking Was around. Was Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that!
0: He just sort of coasts through the front of the screen, just like a random cameo of Eloasti.
2: by.
3: Yeah.
2: I also heard I heard a jawa in the bar, bar but I didn't see one. There's a jawa oh. so, Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I, I also feel like I'm saying jawa weird for some reason. I don't know why.
3: <laughs> jawa! <laughs> Dude, why are you saying jawa so
1: weird?
2: <laughs> Hard wa on that.
1: Jawa. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, then we, I think we get introduced to Tor. Uh, is it Toradoza next after that? Oh, I guess Derek Yeager. We we, we meet Derek right. Yeager at the yep. bar, and he's the kind of mechanic. Kind of owner of this truck stop like setting. I guess not owner, but he's kind of been there for a while. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Sort of gruff, possible, yeah. Interesting backstory. No one really knows who this guy is, but I mean, clearly has a history with O'Dameron. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe who knows where that goes back to. But right, like, yeah. he wants
1: nothing to do with the resistance, yet he'll like farm spies for poe and, and resistance it's it, it's kind yeah. of what it felt like to me
0: yeah, yeah. poe didn't really give him much of a choice it's just sort of a very poe thing to do it's sort of like right. Oh, he's staying here good luck and i yeah. mean and to to be honest you know kaz is such a um sort of bumbling idiot it didn't really mm-hmm. seem like he was going to be too much you know he wasn't exactly core resistance um yeah. But interesting. It was. Um, what do you guys think about Poe leaving uh, BB-8 behind?
2: Uh, uh, it felt a bit clunky to me, but I do love the sound design of BB-8, so I'm happy they yeah. found a way to to keep him in the right, show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was nice to have a core character in this, and like, I mean, clearly, yeah, I mean, BB-8 probably identifies with the younger the younger audience, and so it's nice to have him sort of usher that generation through to this this new group. Yeah. Um, I also noticed um, when we see Poe in a, uh X-wing, it's not his black X-wing. No, it's more likely the right. X-wing that gets destroyed on um, Jakku when That's he's right. dropping or picking up plans from um, Tekka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was pretty cool. Was yeah, really I think Has
1: cool. has a droid early on in in the episode. I don't. I forget its
2: name, but he was
0: C four. Four.
2: Yeah. C four.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. i, mean, and, I he C4 didn't make it along because he was pretty cool. I know. I was excited to see an R2 unit, or I guess it might be an R4 unit, but uh, yeah.
1: So, was is that, is that blue and yellow color scheme? Was that the color scheme of the New Republic?
2: I believe so. I think that's what they're going yeah. for. It took me a while to figure that out oh, that it was like he yeah. was flying for yeah. the New Republic, and, yeah yeah
1: Kaz hails from I imagine a, a core world planet and his father's a senator and he kind of was right. his father was kind of building this life for his son and kind of forcing him down one path but now he's becoming this this spy i thought i thought that was interesting i thought there was actually It's actually interesting to have a kind of father-son relationship that's not so far over the top in terms of black and white and just good and bad. It's it's fun to have a kind of real familial
2: relationship. It's going to be interesting, too, if Kaz is going to have kind of those three father figures, right? Because he's going to have his actual father, he's going to have Jaeger, and he's going to have Poe, you know, kind of all these mentors. Um, And... So it's it's interesting because we know Kaz's full name, so we could assume his father is the same last name. But it also seems weird to me that they purposefully didn't show uh, his father. And I know it was because they had to scramble it, but I'm, there's part of me wondering if there's going to be a, a reveal at some point that he's a known character.
0: Yeah, mm. the the voice did sound familiar, right?
2: Yeah,
0: it's like it's like a Chinese American like accent a little bit, but um. Yeah, it's sort of interesting. It sounded it sounded like someone I had heard somewhere before. I wonder. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if that drops. I'm actually I'm on um, I'm on uh, Wikipedia right now, and um, it says that Kaz's homeworld is and Prague. Oh, oh. Pretty cool. So yeah, Yeesh. That doesn't. Well, yeah. So maybe maybe <laughs> we won't get that reveal. I mean, maybe that's why we didn't see his face too. <laughs> you know, the show's not
2: going to be Y Seven if we get to that point when season three four is. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, this is gonna rumor, be, though, could be it's darker gonna than we think.
0: Yeah, like didn't didn't uh, you say Grant that there's gonna be overlap with um, Force Awakens eventually?
1: Uh, I don't. I think it's gonna go up until Force Awakens. I don't know if there's gonna be overlap. Possibly.
3: That's, I mean, thought
0: you guys said. I thought we said last week that there was uh, the chance that this might actually coincide yeah. with the events. So we definitely talk
2: about this. I yeah, remember talking about um, I don't remember where we found that information or what it was, but I know we talked about it. So I, you know, I'm guessing it's only what six months. It's supposed to be six months before, right? Force Awakens. So they got to. I mean, if, if they're going to get four, five, six, seven, eight seasons out of this, they're going to have to eventually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you think they'd retread uh, over some of the territory that the comic uh, has used thus far in terms of like Poe communicating with Orson and Tekka and stuff like that?
2: I'm guessing not. I'm guessing they're going to... I feel like once you start doing that, it's almost too complicated and you just kind of, you know, you have that light canon where you just kind of like, yeah, there's enough time between stories for this for X, Y, Z to happen. It'd
0: be kind of interesting, though, if like, um, you know, maybe we find out the proximity between um, uh, Calus, Curzon, Calio, this planet, and Castillon, Castillon, Um, and Jakku, and like maybe we get Poe stopping in on his way to Jakku, you know, to pick mm-hmm. up the thing. And like, I don't know, maybe like a little reference to it, just to maybe timestamp it a bit. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. I mean, it would be pretty cool to follow these, you know, this crew's story. And I mean, I'm guessing the Ace pilots come into play at some point. And, and, um, I mean, and then, I mean, it would be really fun if by next, you know, next winter you know, all of a sudden these pilots come screaming in to a scene in the live action episode nine. I mean, that would be really great, uh, uh, you know, if they sort of did this almost real time. But, um, yeah, but I don't know.
1: I, there, there's kind
0: of a fun... Kind of,
1: yeah. I can see a fun direction where they have the aces kind of split up and then... and. and... One, uh, a few pilots choose to join the Resistance and a few pilots choose to join the First Order. That might be a really fun way for this, to go in terms of conflict. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, just throwing that out there, what, what do you got? If that happens, do you guys think that would that would work? Do you guys think that would work in a kid's show? Uh, do you think there's already too much division in real life? that That's kind of a ridiculous way to take the show.
0: The, that last thing you just said. Okay, great. I I don't think they should be validating sort of tyranny and authoritarianism right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a little, that's not right, and we shouldn't even pretend it is. Like, it's suddenly like, you know, that like subreddit that's like the Empire did nothing wrong is, like, a little too close to home. Like, it was yeah. cute, like, three years ago, and, like, now it's not really even that cute anymore.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, on a day that the president suggested we should have a president for life. Um, so, so, so you
3: think yeah. we have enough so, enemies
1: with the red uh, TIE pilot and with Phasma yeah. and
0: you know, I other... think. I mean, I think you're dead on with, like, storytelling. It would be amazing, right? But yeah. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of compliments. I mean, because I could see maybe like Griff, that um, you know maybe the, the former Empire guy decides to you know work with the the Resistance, you know, because he's found whatever, and maybe Freya sort of falls to the wayside. Um, that's exactly you know. what. That's exactly
1: what I was yeah. saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows if they do pick sides and like you know, I mean, there's obviously a way to do it. Um, that's clever and um, you know, and empathetic and all that, but I'm just a little triggered still. Um, yeah, 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 for yeah the, for totally. the last Two years, yeah, yeah so, not the right, not the right yeah.
1: time for that kind of a story, I feel like. Um, yeah. so after we meet uh, Flix and Orca in the little uh, repair bay, uh, below, I guess in the basement and the kind of the bowels of the Colossus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which they're awesome, by the way. That's Bobby I Moynihan voicing yeah. Orca. And uh, that was incredible. Like he, And that character is hilarious. It sounded like Drunk Uncle from SNL. Like, it was just awesome. Like, <laughs> I, had I, was the laughing.
2: Same, I had the same thought. I was like, why do I know that voice? <laughs> and I was like, and it took me a while. I am like, oh, it's Bobby Moynihan. Oh, it's Drunk Uncle. I did the exact yeah. same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like the idea that we're kind of, that the perhaps the main uh, location is just going to be this base for a season and it kind of reminds me of Deep Space 9 storytelling in a way of this like, <laughs> where we're so used to like Clone Wars going off to of planet A, planet B and just traveling the world. It's kind of interesting to have this, you know, f- feeling of just community and just seeing what's brought to them and I'm excited. It's kind of a different type of storytelling, I think. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Totally. Good point. Good There's point. also been a rumor about we'll get to it, but uh the Mandalore, that it might be a lot like deadwood in terms of like sticking to one town and and stuff oh. like that. but uh but that's just a rumor we'll get to it. we'll talk about that stuff, but um let's keep going on this uh then I, then I think we meet
0: torah after
1: that or we, we see the aces flying, I think, and you get to your kind of you get your introduction to hype Phazon, who's supposedly like the
0: fastest pilot on the platform, right yep right, well, don't they say. They say he's pretty good, but then the the, um, the younger one, Tordosa—is that her name?
3: Yeah,
0: I don't know. They they did sort of play her episode. Like, she was the youngest, and like no one's ever like survived the race against her.
2: Right, which uh, again, dark okay. for a Y Seven, right? After, yeah, after exactly. Like really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So,
1: she's very like she's very comical when it comes to that though. She's kind of laughing and jolly. She's kind of a very really, feel yeah. good character. I really liked her presence.
0: She's a little Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah. less psycho. But, like, oh, that's adorable, but I'm really going to murder you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, super fun, though. Uh, um, yeah. So, those, yeah, and I guess we only really meet those two. And- oh, well, then we meet,
1: I think, Tam Rivora. She's the mechanic of the fireball or Kaz's yes. ship.
3: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Another.
1: Tam. She's very conflicted. She's, She. you feel like there's a lot of conflict. Around that character and and Jarek Yeager and kind of their relationship, that there's there's something more going on there. Um, yeah. What do you guys feel feel about that uh, that character Tam? Kind of her story.
0: I thought she was a really cool. I, I thought yeah. you know she's clearly angry, but um, you know she's just you know she was the you know mechanic on the platform. It was her you know fireball was her you know uh speeder or her Starcraft and then, you know, Kaz is instantly given it. So she has a right to be have her gears grounded. But um yeah. I don't know, it's interesting. I think there's probably a lot to be revealed about her character. Mm-hmm. But um I thought she was you know she was great. I thought she, you know, was snarky and was like clearly talented and I thought it was a really cool dynamic character. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it was it was a good introduction. I'm I look forward to seeing where they're coming and you know I was just thinking too, it's it's interesting. We're having our first ensemble cast in the Star Wars uh, anything that's all young, you know what I mean? Like even in Rebels, there were just what two young people for the most part. And then mm-hmm. uh, Clone Wars, it was mostly mostly just Ahsoka. And now we have what four, three young people that are going to be interacting. Four, yeah. right? Yeah, on a regular basis. Well, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, Yeager seems older, but yeah, Tam and Niku and Kazuda are right. like you know and Team we'll, Fireball,
2: right? Yeah. yeah, and they're clearly going to be interacting with the ace the other Ace that the one who kills everyone. Regularly, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's your name. Um, what is uh, Tor? Yeah, Tor Toradoza. Yeah. Yeah. Tor yeah. yeah, I was thinking. I mean, I was thinking it's sort of like there's an ensemble on top of an ensemble. You know, mm-hmm. and we might see another one later. You know, because mm-hmm, yeah. they're clearly, clearly the aces are their own ensemble group as well. Right. Um. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. It's it, they're sort of staying within these bounds, these Star Wars bounds, beautifully. I, I think.
1: Yeah, and and giving us a lot of the kind of the OG aliens that we're, we're, we're dying to see in the feature films, or we're finally getting to see in this, this animated series, and it's really cool. Uh, yeah. It feels very classic in some ways, I would, I would argue.
0: No, I had to watch this. Clearly, we're on the road this week. That's why our audio is so amazing. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the... Yeah, I had to watch this on a... Um, just a, a, my phone, but... Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it on the big screen and maybe and watching all these again, which I plan to do um, before next week. Well, this one and in, two, and really try and dig out some Easter eggs and um, see what's there. Because I have a feeling there's probably a lot of really fun references. Um, yeah. We know, like, Jaeger's um, droid R1J5, which looks like sort of a skeleton for an R2 unit. Yeah, um, right, right. It actually wears a, like... It looks like a fighter pilot's helmet. And and it could even go all the way back to, like, the Rebellion helmet, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, And so I may want to just look at some of the lines on that. But, um, yeah, they still, like, they paint all the helmets like they did in the the Rebellion, in the original Trilogy era. And, like, there's, you know, Fireball has its own logo, which is pretty cool, the Fireball. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking to really dig in and see because I'm sure – you know, Ella solo, where they had so many like really cool references for the hardcore. Um, yeah. And I'm sure this is going to have those as well.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. I noticed a couple other kind of interesting Easter eggs the first time through Um the opening shot of the, of the, of the episode um, borrowed from the proposed opening shot of the last Jedi.
0: Oh, you're totally right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Where where you think oh, you're looking right, at a right. planet, and it's actually someone's head or someone's. It's the. I think it's uh, it's, it's C 4s head.
0: Is it? Yeah. C4's yeah. Dome, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah, that was the one for um for Last Jedi. Right. It was going to be that you see the Poet, dome, yes. but it's going to be Poe or um, what Finn uh, in Cocoon, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Really cool. Yeah, they can it, only do that once in Last Jedi, and I'm glad they did it with the ironing scene instead. That was really funny. Agreed.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then the other one is, as a voice actor, um, the announcer of the race was voiced by Greg yes. Roots. Uh, yes. Who did the voice of one of the two headed, uh, the one who spoke basic in uh episode one during the pod race. That's right. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: That was super great. I'm glad they got him to do that. It's yeah. sort of, I mean, yeah, I guess the, that character would be too old to survive until then, but like, why not even do a direct thing? But it's sort of, it's a nice like tip of the cap to, uh, just to the, to the prequel trilogy, which is... we I feel like we're getting a lot of that now. It's just, like, they're finding ways to tie in that prequel trilogy, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: then we get to the main event, the big race between Tora and uh, Kaz, which was really, really exciting to watch. Like, the mm-hmm. animation is incredible. Um,
3: yes, that was so good.
1: Yeah, that the, the, the you know, constantly when I was when I was watching the race, I was seeing the kind of the waves whip up uh, in their wake, and the kind of the ships flying through the wake the rings very fast. It felt a lot like Cowboy Bebop because ships go through rings in that show. They land mm-hmm. on water in that show. I was thinking that was a major reference point for them. I'd love to ask Filoni and the executive producer and everyone involved if that was a reference uh, that they looked at because I, I definitely felt that watching the series. Yeah, definitely. The ships looked awesome. I thought. I thought um, Taurus Taurus ship looked really cool. Uh, it's kind of blue. I don't even know what class it is. It's obviously a single flight starfighter, but I don't know what kind of, What its name is? If we've seen it before in canon?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't I? I didn't. I don't think so. But I
2: did. It, it is such a cool design.
1: Yeah, and Kaz is yeah. like lily pad green fighter, <laughs> just like. Goes up in smoke and crashes and just white out, uh, wipes away. And it's just like in a room, you know, blurry vision. Yeah. Cover. And uh, that was kind of a, that felt kind of like an easy kind of like heavy handed. We're ending the show now kind of moment where it's kind of like he just crashed and there wasn't any kind of. There's no real stakes, I feel like. And I feel like that's, I mean, that's important when it's a show for kids. But I, yeah, I just felt like that was a little fast in terms of pacing yeah so
0: yeah still literally first episode i'm trying to think like first episodes of the clone wars i don't think anyone died in that you know i mean it's just sort of a yeah. like, touch into ahsoka and um you know and even rebels it's you know it's they've got to do some character development before they start killing the characters off um yeah but uh yeah we'll see how it goes i bet this is going to develop really really interestingly mm-hmm. and um we'll see how it's going so. What a
1: very interesting ending with uh, Major Von Rig. I, I believe that's the name, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, was yeah, was so he talking can... to
0: Phasma directly at the end there? Yes. So we see Phasma for the first time, and then we get this whoever that red. Um, and it's a, it's a red First Order ship, but it's actually the wing design was that of the Interceptor class. fighter. <coughs> yeah. Right? Which... Yeah, it is. Totally. It is. We, haven't, hadn't,
2: we haven't seen that in the first yeah. order yet. You're right. I knew something was weird. Not weird, but something I hadn't seen before. And you're, at, you're absolutely right. I didn't put my finger on it, but that's what it is. It's an intercept. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah totally. Like a it is.
0: Shaped, um, yeah, a arrow yeah, tie wings, uh, which is kind of interesting because we're seeing... I think we're going to see a lot of mods in this show from, like, other Starfighters. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know Griff is going to have you know, is going to be from the Empire and has cannibalized all these parts to make his feeder. Um, And so I wonder if there's going to be a little of that with the First Order, too, if they're Mm -hmm. cannibalizing some old things. And I don't know. I hope we get all the backstory on that because that would be delicious. And it's good to see. I I mean, I I'd speculated and I think we speculated that this could have been Cardinal if the timeline right up well. But um, according to Wikipedia, it it is not. It's a new character that happens to be read also. Mm-hmm. um so i don't know I'm, I'm excited to learn about a new dynamic character in the first order we desperately need new new you know people other than hawks spasma ren and snoke you know there's really no other major villain characters in the new um sequel trilogy so um looking yeah. forward to to getting new the character there me too
2: and, and it ends with the just that beautiful Josh, star star killer base which i to be honest was never a yeah. huge fan of that in the force awakens but i was really excited to see it at the end of the episode to get a little yeah. more time with that
0: yeah i mean it is it's it's a beautiful design it's really cool i mean yes i mean it's another planet killing you know thing but it was an original weapon and then we know what's going to happen with that and um i think it happened so quickly that we didn't really get the payoff in force awakens it was like yeah. Oh, this threat! Oh, they just destroyed the entire capital system somehow with like a weird splitting bullet. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, like we won't. We didn't get the build up to that, but now we're going to meet people that live on and Prime, and we're going to get. I'm like, I'm, I want to know politics. I want to know what the New Republic's thinking, what yeah. it's doing, and it's yeah, really
1: like, like, yeah. I like the slow creep towards understanding what Starkiller is rather than just having it introduced and then activated immediately, like, uh, like yeah. a new hope. And I think that's where you get the complaints of it, a regurgitation of the, a new hope with kind of the death star being introduced and activated and immediately. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And, um, yeah. And I, I want to know, you know, just more about this, like, um, cause it seems like there is a, there's clearly a new Republic Navy which I I didn't really know there was, you know, we didn't see it because it's like, if they have a Navy and they have a military, then why does, um, you know, General Organa need to create this sort of radicalized, militarized secret armament of, of ships or is like, Mm -hmm. right. Because she's trying to, I mean, they're clearly in communication with one another, but, um, I don't know. I'd like to get that fleshed out a little bit more because it's not, very clear to
2: me. No, they cover it a bit in Bloodlines, I think, and it was, yeah. it's, it's a little yeah, weird, I, it's, it's as, as I remember, it's just that uh, they not putting a lot of money into it, so it's, it's not a very big fleet, and then they are, some of them are in communication with the Resistance, but they need plausible deniability is kind of the idea, so it's not really connected, but they do sometimes work with them, but they're yeah. still leaving it kind of vague, but I did appreciate that the episode starts, as we talked about, like, after that first initial fight, with a lot of talking, right. And a lot of discussing yeah. and, and a lot of underplaying of the politics surrounding kind of the new resistance yeah. and, and the, or the resistance of the new Republic.
0: Yeah. You know, it would be a good companion piece for the, for resistance, this show, maybe the three of us should do a reread of bloodlines and do a special mm. episode of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah and we'll, um, you know, I don't know if we'll do it next week, but, um, how about, you know, we'll talk about it and we'll announce it. But I think that would be good because it really, that's the same time period because we're post-Aftermath for sure. But I think oh, yeah. Bloodlines is the closest thing to this. And um and there's a lot of good nuggets in there. I mean, we see the birth, early birth of the First Order and we see sort of the, the birth of the New Republic too. So that, um I don't know, that might be some good baseline knowledge. Yeah. Um, for how to you know how we're looking at this stuff and it was just such a good book it was so dense with like facts and things that um it'd be it'd be cool to check that out again
1: yeah I would be for that and we didn't mention it but leia is in this first episode we do see yeah. general leia in hologram form uh early on on the cantive with uh with poe and uh she she looks great looks awesome uh but uh little controversy with the voice actor i'm hearing but uh ultimately i was i was interested that she was in the show i didn't know she was in the show It was kind of revealed very late that she was in the show i, I mean i yeah. didn't see any footage of her in any of the marketing material for the show yet. there was the
0: i think right before i think a week before it came out they showed um they showed her animation yeah it was and... one of the trail, like the last trailers they did they had her in there and yeah she looks very young she was a lot more like original trilogy Leia than, um, than sequel trilogy. But, yeah. um, so yeah. great to, that, um, Fisher is living on in these mm-hmm. new installments. Definitely.
1: Um, do you want to illuminate what's going on with the voice actor, uh, Adam?
2: <laughs> sure. The quick version is, uh, during the, uh, Dr. Ford hearings, um, she, the voice actress, so I don't have her name in front of me, but she, um, who does, she does a lot of impressions. And so she decided to record a video of herself. Rachel Butera. Yes. There you go. Butera decided to do a, a not flattering impression of Dr. Ford's testimony, uh, and put it up Oof. online. Um, oh. and. Yeah. And so, you know, not in good taste. And second, she got some backlash. She took it off the internet. But as we all know, once it's on the internet, it lives forever. Um, and so there's some backlash about that. So I don't know. I don't know what her fate is. I don't know if she's still on the show. Um, you know, we've kind of already hinted at the fact that Ben has has watched it through, what was it the Disney XD app? Is that how you watched it, Ben?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I, I got the Disney XD app, and um, you can actually watch the first three episodes yeah. via this. So do we hear her
2: voice in later episodes, or she appear at all in the next episode? Not to ruin it for anyone, but now I'm kind of curious. Uh, spoiler alert, no. Okay, so, so uh, that's the thing, is I don't know if they, because she didn't talk at all in the first episode. We just see her, right? Like, we do not actually I hear think,
0: her
3: talk? I think we walk, oh, I think, I think we she walk does talk
2: on her,
0: yeah, and, um... When they're having their meeting, we hear some of her words or something, or she's in it's something small, just like, Poe, mm-hmm. you know, like, get her out of there. Um, or, yeah, because I wonder if they took her out.
2: That's what I was wondering if they just took out any of the speaking roles and they kind of re-edited around that, But I don't know. But that would have been Yeah, because that been fast, there's a though. part
0: where he's, he's, at, he's at his ear at the door. Yeah, and he's, hear, like, like, he's like, murmuring. He's like, I can hear her talking, but I couldn't hear murmuring. And I had earphones and maybe yeah. when I see it, you know, at home, I'll be able to hear something. But it's hey. sort of odd. I'm like, I don't hear anything. Like you would think, you know, basic sound design is like you hear, like you hear walla walla, you just like roll off the high end and like you can, you know, still make out words. But that seems yeah. to me just like, you know what, we're not airing this and it activates a clause in which we don't pay you. And, you know, I want, I mean, I kind of hope they would do that. Um Just, I don't know. <laughs> because I'm triggered and I'm spiteful and basically I don't <laughs> like authoritarians or racists or sexists. Yeah. yeah just, I, I um, feel like the inclusion of humor. Leia
1: kinda doubles down on the integrity of the Poe character. Like we we want to see Poe interact with characters we know he always interacts with. So like you yeah. you bring Leia on the scene, it's just immediately we feel like we're back in yes. movies. You know, yeah. we're back into yeah. so, so I think yeah. that's probably the point of doing that. But uh um, yeah. So um, yeah. And I think if they handle this first season well, they might get to handle characters like Adam, like Kylo Ren and Snoke, and things like that. But after after we kind of approve of of the fans and and the community approve of everything they're doing, I think they'll they'll handle some bigger characters. So that'll be
2: interesting. I just went back with subtitles on. She does not say a single word.
1: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> <Very messy.
2: laughs> so, so if she does show up later in the series. It's enough time to also replace her. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of voice yeah. actors out there who can do a solid Carrie Fisher. Fisher.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. That's not sort of making fun of an abuse victim. Yeah. Who okay. um, does the voice cool. of Destiny? I feel like
1: someone. Oh, good point. I don't know. And then there's uh, Rebels. She's in Rebels too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. Last shot was of the Star Killer Base. We talked about how ominous and interesting and cool that was. Um that's it pretty much. That was the first episode.
0: Yeah, really great. Really great design. Love Colossus. Yeah, love all of it. I I'm really pleased with the way it came out. I thought it might be a little like weird and awkward and clunky and because it was just so stylized uniquely, I thought it would be too far away, but it still felt like a just really unique Star Wars episode. Yeah. And great.
1: Yeah. And we got the little drop that with the, with the parts when when uh, Jaeger was listing off the parts. Uh yes. kind of. I was that was my favorite moment in that episode because we just heard all these awesome, you know, parts, part names, yeah. and things like that. It was kind of cool.
0: Yes, uh, at the office of acquisitions. I yeah, had to look that up. It's <laughs> like it's not like like what are we going to call this? It's like I, I love it when they rename things. And be are like, no, it's not going to be the hardware store. It's not going to be the parts shop. It's like, what are we going to yeah. call it? It's like, it's like, no, we we are the office of acquisitions because I think it's. <laughs> It's a military installation, the, um, the, uh, Colossus, because there's like a, the commander, um, that, that speed racer, the, the girl, uh, Tora Doza, her dad is, um, what's his name? Is, is Doza as well. Her dad runs the installation. That's right. Yeah. Um, and his name is right here. Damn it. No, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> it's Imperial Doza or. In Imperial Doza, Emmanuel that- Doza, with an I, Emmanuel mm. Doza, and he his uh, thing is I find this interesting, <laughs> important. Sorry, thank you for bearing with me. But um, yeah, yeah, he's a human. He's the captain of the refueling station Colossus. Mm. So all it is, I guess, it's an intergalactic fueling station, and they're like, well, we got a lot of oil and we got a lot of parts. So why don't we all? You know, it seems like. Over, you know, a great place for people to hang out and race. It's a really great plot device, I think. It's super fun. Yeah, it's
1: really cool. Yeah. His, out, his outfit's actually really cool. That, uh, yeah, Doza character. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. uh Tora's, Tora's ship is called the Blue Ace. I think I just looked that up, so.
3: Oh, cool.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, and, and, uh, since you're saying that's a military installation, it could be interesting if it's, you know, that, that, evolves in the story you know over time maybe there's maybe that whole installation can come out of the water there's more to it you know you you never know what could happen with that that's the thing
0: absolutely Uh,
1: Absolutely. because there's a lot of rumors of like a, a a new republic super weapon uh going around uh before the force awakens came out i heard a bunch of those rumors that the new republic had developed something to kind of keep any kind of Fascistic or radical, you know, pirates, you know, at bay as they kind of rebuilt and they they, they had some kind of super weapon. So, it'd be interesting if that was mm-hmm. if that was Colossus, you know, something like that. But um, who knows? Uh, let's move on. Uh, ILM X Lab un- unveiled a, a new AR experience called Project Porg, where you can. Um, and teach porgs how to navigate through real real world environments, and feed them treats, and uh, just experience life with uh, with porgs as a kind of pet, and just around your apartment or your house. Or you know, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, nice. And The Mandalorian. Obviously, people are still talking about The Mandalorian. Um, uh, a lot of people are, are trying to figure out who could be playing the Mandalorian. I know, uh, we were talking about, I know everyone actually was talking about, um, uh, Pat, uh Pedro Pascal playing the mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Uh, a lot of people are now just trying to guess, you know, if it could be a, a character we've seen before, like Boba Fett or Cobb Vanth from the Aftermath books. Um, uh, you guys have any new ideas, clues, theories about who the, who could be playing the Mandalorian? The the actual character who we see in the the set photo.
2: Sorry, I got nothing. Ben, nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's all I had. It was either I mean Boba or um, or what you said. Yeah. Is that so? That's the guy from Aftermath, the guy that inherits Boba's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gear. Yeah.
1: The kind of um, looks sheriff.
0: Yeah, I mean those are. I mean those are really only direct relations. Unless you know, maybe it's a descendant or like a a son of. Uh, Sabine Wren from House Wren, or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, could be. Those are the only other Mandalorians we know, right? So yeah, um, that you know or that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, but um, you know, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. It would be cool if they sort of gave us some backstory on those characters. Um, it really, I mean, I really think Boba Fett doesn't make much sense. I think that, like he needs his own movie. Yeah. It's, it would be quite a white flag if they decided to to have this be um, Boba Fett's backstory, but yeah. um, I don't know. I think I'd love this. Just let's meet a new character, you know. Let's get in someone new, and Definitely. like, but be in that world, and like, maybe he'll interact somewhere on the heels of Boba Fett, or we'll learn about what you know Boba is like mm-hmm. and what attachment Boba had with the Mandalorian via how this new character has a, a you know. A relation to the Mandalorians and like how, like let's learn something about the Mandalorians that's actually cool. You know, I, I just, I didn't, I, I felt like clone wars, clone wars and rebels could have done more exciting lore and mythology, you know, I, like then, I don't know. They were sort of like a future, future warriors in the, the animated series so far. But I, I mean, I always thought from the extended universe stuff, there's like these legendary primitive warriors and, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a dense mythology of their own. Um, so I, I want to learn some more about that stuff, something yeah. a little more cryptic and, and, um, and see and things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, Star Wars Newsnet highlighted an interesting exchange between um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Prime Minister Mandalore from the Clone Wars episode entitled The Mandalore Plot. And yeah. uh, the, exchange, the exchange reads, uh, the Prime Minister says, Master Kenobi, Mandalore's violent pasts behind us. All our warriors were exiled to our moon Concordia. They died out years ago. Right. Obi-Wan Kenobi then said, replies with, hmm, are you certain? I, I recently encountered a man who wore Mandalorian armor, Django Fett. And the Prime Minister replies with, Django Fett was a common bounty hunter. How he acquired that armor is beyond me. So that was kind of an interesting oh, wow. thing. Hmm. Yeah, uh, And, and right. when, when, when the Prime Minister says they died out years ago, does that mean, you know, all the original... Mandalorian's died out uh is this maybe the last
0: Mandalorian right and I mean that's so that's a prequel trilogy quote yeah but we see we see Mandalorian that's a Clone Wars
1: uh that's from Clone Wars
0: right I mean we that's from Clone Wars I thought that was
1: me too when I read it I thought it was from the films but it's actually from uh one of the Clone Wars episodes yeah
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, is that just a plot device? Because then it's sort of like what are they called? Nightwatch? Uh
2: Deathwatch. Yeah, Death watch.
0: Deathwatch. Death watch. So then we see Death Watch, so it's like maybe that was like just rumor and like no Death Watch is thriving on that on that moon. I mean, I mean that's this is the Mandalore we found, so uh, right? Because we see that yeah. and then Sabine Wren, oh my god, this all these timelines are just swirling in my head right now. <laughs> I mean Sabine Wren is much further after that, right? Because that leads right up to Wren and her battles. It's it's almost like the Civil War starts all over again, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is that's sort of it. So yeah, I guess so there's sort of two timelines. Like maybe they were at peace until the prequel trilogy starts, right? And all the warriors are gone. Yeah. And then but then Death Watch comes back, there's all the conflicts we've seen through the Clone Wars, we see Darth Maul take over um you know, the whole the whole place. They, actually, it's the fall of um, of Duchess Satine, right? She was the peaceful leader. And then, you know, maybe they descend back into chaos throughout your original trilogy, and then we'll sort of pick it up wherever we are now. But um, it would be interesting to see how far they fall and to see if we learn more connection. Because it's that time period before the peace is what really interests me. But maybe yeah. we won't get that until... Um, you know, Benioff and Weiss do a series or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting how there's kind of an abandonment of bloodline in the saga films and kind of a reclamation of bloodline in the kind of Mandalorian arcs that we've seen um, in terms of the, the new the sequel trilogy and the Clone Wars and things like that. But, um, what was I going to say?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, no, you're totally right because by the time they get to Rebels, it's all about bloodline. And yeah. they, they sectioned off in the houses and stuff. And it wasn't mm. even that way. In the Clone Wars, it was like, oh, there's just this one tribe. And then now it's like, as soon as peace is broken, I wonder if like all these families had all their armor and, you know, mothballs. And then, then it was just like, it's on like Voltron. And, you know, <laughs> everyone jumps back into a yeah. break right
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of the rumor that this could be like Star Wars uh George's Star Wars underworld scripts in that it could be like a deadwood or a justified or a kind of single town with a sheriff-esque kind of Mandalorian character do you guys do you guys like that idea or do you want to see this film do you want to see this show travel and, and not do that uh, do you have any kind of opinions about that
2: well if you put Deadwood in front of anything I'm gonna buy it like do you, if you, you describe anything, like it start with like it's like Deadwood and then adding elements to it. I'm I'm all in. Um, so I might not be the best person to ask that question to.
0: It's like Deadwood, but with sock puppets. Yeah, I'm in. I want it. I want.
2: I want thirty episodes immediately. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, because I know, um, uh, or Rick McCallum. George's producer said that George's underworld show was like deadwood in space. And so I'm wondering if maybe John Favreau wrote, wrote this series out to emulate that kind of idea and showed it to Captain Kennedy and Captain Kennedy said, you know, Hey, this is true to the spirit of what George was doing. I'm going to, no. I'm going to green light this.
0: Cause there's also, so he had a show, but there was also the game, right? That, that was kicking around 13, yeah, 13. I,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder if those were related at all.
1: I think they were. I think there were. This was this was kind of the direction George was going to go in. He was gonna, this game was going to show how, was going to show Boba Fett's rise. We were going to get an underworld TV show. we were really going to tap into the criminal underworld of Star Wars. I think that's that was the direction he was going in in terms of a lot of his narratives.
2: Yeah. Well, it's fertile ground, and from a production standpoint too, right? I know each episode is going you be what about ten million dollars, and yep. that that's a lot of money. Yeah. But. It, it only gets you so far, you know, and so yeah. you can only do so much with ten million. So if you're spending most of it on the same same spot, same location, same ground, you can spend a lot of that in other areas. So I'd be okay with that, and I and I think that works from a storytelling standpoint too. Um, you know, because you get to develop minor characters. You yeah. Know, stay same spot.
0: I, I would like it, but I mean, it really. I mean, it is Star Wars, right? So I like seeing wars and stars. That's um, and I like seeing the stars, and I, I really like that sci-fi element. And if he's really Mandalorian, like I mean, and, and a bounty hunter, it's like you're constantly jumping from planet to planet, chasing bounties, and you're like that's what's really attractive to me. Um, yeah, or yeah. would be attractive to me in this. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'll, obviously, I'll enjoy it either way. But, um, but I think that would be that would be the direction I'd like to see it go. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, because, you know, Django and Boba were, were both characters that were constantly in transit. It would be kind of strange to see a character in similar attire just kind of stay in one town the entire time. I don't
3: I don't know. Right.
0: I mean, you could totally do it, just like, you know, just whatever Kurosawa movie you want to. Right, and like, right. And maybe it's just like him earning his armor or like yeah. an origin story of a new warrior and then like season two is him leaving planet and becoming this badass, you know, um that would be really cool too. I mean, there's yeah. really pretty much dump anyone in that armor and give it, you know, some decent writing. And it's going to be great. Yeah, you can also sit in one town and have flashbacks of, you know,
1: yes. another person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's always that.
2: Of course, important. yeah,
1: definitely. You can cool. also picture so
0: all... that never speaks.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys want to wrap this up with uh, HollowNet Rumors?
0: Yeah. I... Uh, uh, be- before we go there, I wanted to say something about um, video games. Adam, yeah, you want just... to say something about um, comics?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say uh, <laughs> let's push Kyber uh, Crystal Comics corner until next week. Just there was only one release this this week, It was the solo adaptation. Um, but we can talk more about oh. that next week. So
0: okay, Why cool. Do that? be yeah. um, just just something small. I think they they confirmed the date for Grievous. So this is the month of Grievous, uh, but <laughs> Grievous is not going to be released this <laughs> month until the thirtieth of this month. Technically, this month. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. That's <laughs> uh, my math skills. Yeah. yeah. People have circled on the month. There's two days that Grievous will actually be out. Um, so, moral of the story. Um, cool game. Interesting content. Very lush. Should be more. Should be coming faster and in bigger quantities. Um, <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that.
1: All right. Nice. Uh,
3: uh,
0: cool. Now, on to rumors.
1: Uh, let's jump into at Rumors. Uh cool. So okay. Ben, let's we'll talk about that let's talk about yeah. that rumor that you made us aware of early in the week, which was an article, I guess, uh first
0: uh in, I saw it in Esquire. Published but, by yeah. Esquire.
1: Okay. Well no, I think Esquire. it was first
2: the Express. But can I jump okay. in first before we do this? Please. So okay, we talked about just for, for listeners, um I think what we're doing formatting wise is we want to talk about rumors, but we also appreciate that some people are trying to go in as spoiler free as possible. Mm-hmm. So, I think what we decided to do is we'll we'll our last segment will be hollow net rumors, so if you are really stringent, don't wanna hear about rumors, you can jump off when we start the segment and you won't miss anything but this segment yeah Perfect. And, which yeah. I may start jumping off
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um depending on how far these things go I mean, I tend to think, and especially this one that they're um that they're insane and they're so insane okay. that it they don't even make any sense but yeah. um. I don't know. So be warned. I guess consider this your spoiler wall and yeah. uh, we'll see you next week if that's the case. But, um, yeah. So, um, Grant, did you want to explain this thing? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I read the article briefly. Uh, it's, it, it was describing that there was shooting of Adam Driver in a jungle location and, uh, more specifically a temple in a jungle location and that he uncovers some kind of message or a holocron or some kind of a relic and uh And possibly Pelpatine is involved uh, in this in this scene, uh, and uh, that Ian McDermott is itching to get back into Star Wars, is itching to act again, and that actually he would actually be reprising the role in the scene if, if, wow. if, if it were actually to be Pelpatine.
2: Oh well, good! It better not be anyone else. That's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, Jesus. yeah. I already don't like this idea, but if they did this and then it was someone else and not Ian McDermott, I would. I would be, I'd be very very upset. Walk out. Yeah, no. Yeah. Let's not get let's not get ridiculous. No, could, no, no, no. It's Star Wars. You could here. just sit there and like, <laughs> you know, do whatever on the screen for two hours, and I'm in. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I
0: like the idea of all of this actually. I mean, yeah. I, I would actually rather have Plagueis than Ian McDermott. You know, than than um. Sidious, you know why not if he's gonna go get a holocron let's expand even further you know i mean i know we're, we're trying to tie it together this whole you know nine movies so it probably makes more sense to be him but um yes hmm. holocrons jungle planets quest for knowledge uh seek you know seeking apotheosis like yeah you know uh, the road of trial road of trials yes, yes 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 you know which is that that, that sounds awesome um I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be on board if this was the case, but... Uh, we'll see. that a
2: little bit. I'm feeling a little better about it. I just... Here's my only issue with it. And again, granted, if they do it and it's, and it's Ian Garrett, and I get to see the Emperor just, you know, hamming it up for five minutes, I'm going to love it yeah. if it's there. But yeah. my only issue is I feel like that requires Palpatine to think ahead to what happens if I die. And that doesn't seem like something Palpatine would think about. Does that make sense? Why would he leave a message if his plan is? But you—you
0: you read aftermath, though, right?
2: Yeah, I know, and that I bothered mean, not me. Not only now. did he do that, I like know. it was insane <laughs> plot. Like he yeah. did that quite a Yeah, day. that's true. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. So it's, it yeah, has so it's, a okay. sense of history, so right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. So All right. mean, I mean,
0: we know that, like the most legendary, um, the most legendary. What, uh, Sith Lords, uh, um, made holocrons. So, and, yeah. and he collected them. So it would make sense if he would make one himself, mm-hmm. if for no other reason than to put himself in the Pantheon with Bane and Plagueis mm-hmm. and Revan and like all these other guys. Yeah. he yeah, could actually really- open a door to the past, right? It could, he could quote these other people. And it could sure. even be like Darth Vader comes to him in a vision is like, you must learn from the master who taught me and send him <laughs> yeah. to this place, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which would be Which would be crazy. Kind um, of amazing, though, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that would still be pretty cool, right? Yeah. And And Palpatine's like, yes, do this, whatever, plot device, but, like, yeah. maybe indicate there's all these other, like, places, and, um, you know, and if Ren dies, and he can, you know, this will be the fertile ground for the next installment,
2: and the next, yeah. you know... Yeah, I do kind of love that idea, Ben, that you're saying of him being on a vision quest. Because I keep, I keep focusing on Rey and what's Rey doing, you know? And I think that's really interesting. Instead of that, just Rey is fine. Like, Rey's great. Like, she's (laughs) got it down. And it's just, it's just Kylo going on his dark side vision quest, which is, which would be fun.
0: Yeah. It would be super fun. The dark side stuff is, is kind of my favorite thing. I mean, the main trilogy was amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, the Night Sisters stuff with Maul and then with Deku. Um, all of those I just eat up in love so so much. Um, yeah, so it'd be really intrigues. crazy if they brought Cruises it to Big Screen, you know. Yeah. Do we
1: have a do we have a good explanation for why Palpatine went forward with Operation Cinder and the contingency plan? Was it just that because his empire couldn't protect him, he wanted everything to burn down? Like that seems very one dimensional to me. Could it not be that maybe he was preparing for something? Maybe he, we're still in the dark on his motivations, maybe Maybe the prophecy was misread and the chosen one wasn't Anakin Skywalker and it was Ray and he foresaw this and he was prepping for the, the coming of the, the second coming here or something like that?
0: Could be. I mean, he was the kind of guy yeah. that was always 10 steps ahead of you, right? And the yeah. whole like Operation Cinder was a chess analogy. And, yeah. um, you know, and everyone was a pawn and no one knew what other people's role were. And I think it was only Gallius Rax who knew the end game. Yeah. Um, right. Or you know, as far as that was, where it was like, well, we we need to destroy everyone on this planet and destroy yeah. the planet and destroy both factions. And I mean, you know, maybe that would have killed Ray, and he foresaw her, and it didn't kill Ray, and now she's here, you know. Um, yeah. Because they didn't end up destroying the planet, so yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I wouldn't put that, that past.
2: No. I wouldn't put that past the Emperor. This is starting to feel very Voldemorty to me, and yeah. I don't know why, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I only mention the Ray stuff because there's there's more rumors swirling that uh, Palpatine actually. Re- there's a scene with. I, it, there was a rumor that there was a scene with Palpatine Adam Driver, or Ian McDermott and Adam, Adam Driver, and there's a rumor that there's a scene with Ian McDermott and uh, Daisy Ridley. And so mm. there could be a possible Ray Palpatine moment. And uh, mm. a lot of people are spouting the Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter theory. I don't yeah. like that. I, th- I think of Ray as the. The product of Palpatine, or if she's the reincarnation of Obi Wan, it's kind of a weaker story. I think if she's the reincarnation of Vader, or she's a complete nobody, that gets a stronger story for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like Obi or Palpatine are really going to impact the story in a big way. Uh, for me, as a Star Wars fan, I, I don't, hope not. Of,
2: yeah. To me, their story's done. Like this is about yeah. the Skywalkers. Like exactly. let's just keep it on the Skywalkers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited yeah. by the thought of tying this together. Of Like, let's call back to the prequel trilogy as much as possible. You know, it's sure. like it's, it's easy to call back to the original trilogy. We've done it a bunch. Luke Skywalker, you know, we, we've done that. And I'm sure he'll be involved. But, like, hearing Luke Skywalker talking about calling the Emperor Darth Sidious is, like, just gives me the, the you know tingles like all over my body like, i'm like that's what i want to see that is really great and so more things like that would make me very happy
1: yeah um cool so we'll just jump to the next rumor which actually it's not even a rumor anymore i guess it's kind of being brought uh, widely reported that uh filming in jordan is confirmed they are, are definitely filming in jordan Ooh uh, uh, right, for episode nine. So do, do, what does, it, we know a, that's kind of a arid, dry, desert environment. Uh, do, do we think it's Tatooine? Do we think it's Jakku? Do we think it's Jeddah? What, what, what do you guys think?
0: Interesting choice. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to know very little about Jordan. I mean, yes, it's arid and dry, but it could also have very, like, green and pastoral areas as well. Like, I, I don't know the climate enough to sort of speak officially about it. It would make sense though if we went back to Tatooine, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, or or Jakku because in the first film it's set up that she wants to go back to Jakku. Like that, it's almost like a throwaway line if we right. go back to Jakku.
2: Right, you know, or we're getting um, flashbacks to her yeah. to her yeah. being left there. Right, exactly. Right? Actually, yeah. Adam,
1: I think you pinpoint point uh, nailed that. I think that's exactly what what's happening.
0: Remind um, me but... where do you, Do you remember off the top of your head where they filmed? The Jack New scenes in Force Awakens.
1: Uh, Tunisia, I believe.
0: They went back to Tunisia for that. I believe so. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah. like, How about we just go to Jordan? It's nice there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I guess they could, but I feel like they could. You know, there's a perfectly good desert in the like really close to LA, and I don't know why they don't. You know, well, I guess they're filming in England. Abu Dhabi.
1: Yeah, sure. Jordan's an even further flight than Tunisia from Pinewood in London. So it's kind of it's like they're going yeah. even more out of the way. Uh, but there was rumors that they were shooting at Petra, which is those kind of like megalithic kind yeah. of temples built the, in uh, Ra- uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. They kind of, not, not Raiders uh, of the uh, Lost Crusade. Uh, Last Crusade, yes, Last Crusade. Okay. They go there. Um, there's rumors that it it, it it could be Petra. So that that would make great sense for a temple or something like that so
0: yeah that's you know. what i was kind of thinking but it's like yeah i really don't know but yeah, you know, maybe they have some great architecture there that they could you know convert into some some really neat landscape or some space or something like that or a new planet should yeah. be neat
1: yeah there's awesome acoustics in there too from what i know like the, oh, sorry about that guys uh, yeah yeah
0: God, he could be texting you right now. I know. <laughs> <God. Jesus. laughs> I was just
1: <laughs> Don't they know? <laughs> but uh No, that's it. I mean that's all I have for rumors. Do you guys have any uh, rumors from your end? You hear anything?
2: Uh oh, uh apparently the most random one is uh Werner Herzog is gonna be oh, yeah. in um it's gonna be in The Mandalorian in an acting role. Wow. I mean, I'm the, looking forward to that. Wait, <laughs> the the violinist or the cellist? No, the director, uh, like, the director oh, who Woody did Grizzly Man, and uh, he did appear in uh, ah.
1: *Jack creature. Oh. Must understand this about yes, yes. Oh, nature. God. Nature, this nature is evil.
2: Is. <laughs> oh, guy! Like, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If you don't know him, but you oh, know, you know the comedian Paul yeah. Tompkins, just what Paul Tompkins do or, his furniture. So, yeah,
0: so. yeah, I know this guy. I know, yeah. and I know his stuff too, and um. You know, mom told me if you don't have anything nice to say. Um, so <laughs> cool. What? is awesome. like the <laughs> greatest <laughs> Hamilton ever. <laughs> but he was actually talk about this. We will talk about this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have notes. I'm just saying, I have notes. Fair enough. All right, um, I think that's it. Everyone for... no here wants to hear about Warner Herzog, <laughs> <laughs> um, All
2: right. Yeah. So great. We were saying, Grant. I I think we've lied everything. Yeah. Once you start talking about Werner Herzog rumors, you know.
0: (laughs) You're there. We've covered it. Um, Well, super great. Thanks uh, very much everyone for listening to us again this week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Next uh, next week we'll be back um, in the comfort of my... uh, my dining room um, with the Cheweenie mate squeaking a squeak toy below the table as usual. Um, And so won't that be great for all of us? Um, And uh, we look forward to doing it again. And um, yeah, maybe we'll have some more episodes coming out um, in the future. We are going to be having bonus episodes in between our weekly news roundup uh, as well. So um, look forward to those. Keep an eye out. Um, It won't just be on Fridays anymore. Um, And, yeah, um, we love doing it. Um, We'll talk to you very soon. May the Force be with you.